Hey Siri, what constitutes a high technical skill? You are listening to The Learning Factory. Please identify and prioritize your reasons for listening. Welcome to The Learning Factory, episode 8. We are getting our compasses out, and in the, in the great words of Joey Tribbiani, we're going to get into the map. We're going to get mapping the factory. A bit of outdoor education. Mapping the factory, it, it is. It is. Uh, what, what, what's this all about? Because the, the episode titles keep getting more and more confusing. Well, I guess, yes, um, we're looking at, we're, we're mapping out the, uh, so we're, we're looking at technical skills and what constitutes a... Um, High, medium, low, if you want to go with that way, or if you're minimal, satisfactory, competent, excellent, if you want to go that way. Shittos, grand, and better than the teacher. Fucked up, okay, bang on. Um, obviously, if you're a department of one, it's a lot easier because you don't have to uh, justify why you're putting that in as a, as a high, medium, or low. Department meetings must be an absolute blast. If you're a department of, of more than one, then it's really important that you make sure you take that time to, to sit down and, and map it out, just so you're all on the same page, you know, so the kids are getting the same message. So. Sounds good, yeah. I was told today that uh, I have twice as many classroom spaces as teachers in my department, and I said, as it should be. That's so right, that's, that's right. <laughs> for all the different things and wondrous things we do. But yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of stuff to cover here because there's – there's the bands of the the skills then there's like breakdowns of what how that fits into the different disciplines and and what what sort of defines complexity of skill yeah and i guess we're talking we're you know the the high medium low we're talking about we're talking like you say on the 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 complexity of the skill but also in relation to the amount of um teacher assistance yeah yeah anybody's going to have a fantastic uh product if they get loads of help with it but Hey Siri, what constitutes a high technical skill? Technical skills employers look for a list of technical skills for resumes, cover letters, often technical, hard, and job-specific skills are interchangeable. Lucky Siri is in a design teacher. Fucking Siri's after a blinder there. <laughs> yeah, Siri. Well, I reckon by the sounds of that definition, Siri has worked at the IB once or twice, maybe back before next chapter, and uh, and has has written a couple of guides. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough one to define. Should we agree on that? I think it is. Uh, yeah, like we're saying, the, the the high level skills. Anybody can do high level skills if you've got an ex fabricator in the room with them, or an ex software engineer, and they're sitting beside you walking you through it. Everyone's going to get high technical skills in. But have they learned how to do it themselves? Have they displayed their own independent skills? And that's right. So that's where you might, you know, we're, we're not going to use the term averages, but, uh, mm. you know, if, you, if you're doing demonstrating a high technical skill, but you are requiring a high amount of teacher guidance, does that then make it a medium level skill? You know, what, what's, where's the importance placed on that? I think that's, it depends on the grade level. For me, it's like, you don't want a load of grade sixes and you're just standing there with your arms folded going, well, if you can't fucking do it, you can't get high technical skills. So make that Morrison 10 and joint 11 year old child. And um, you can't really do that, can you? 
you've got to adjust no. it for each grade level. Yeah. So like ugh, one one horrible way to look at it is like, what do you need them to know by the diploma level if you do a diploma? Or what do you want them to know by the time they get out of MYP5? Like, and then work backwards from there. So we've um, we've got a little bit of a, I guess, a, a list we've mapped out. Um, obviously, because we're focused more on materials, our list is a little higher, uh, you know, more in depth, not higher, a little more in depth for materials than, yeah. than the others. But I will say we're, we've gone out and... Um, and done a little bit of research to help the um, the digital side of the family and, and come up with, I guess, what we are suggesting could be some some high technical skills for for computer design. Would it be fair to say that the majority of people coming into design uh, who are not like explicitly trained design teachers would be more digital focused? I guess it's easier to yeah to jump into, isn't it? Um, unless you're an absolute clown um <laughs> like i was where you just jump into it on the magic yeah i can use a band saw no worries give us a crack at that table saw no guard not a problem i can use it um, i can use a 2d printer i must be able to use a 3d printer too it's only one exactly extra exactly well, it's much to be easier because there's no fucking tray three on that printer is there <laughs> it's not you can't jam that's right. Photocopy your ass either. Melts together. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor, for melting that 3D printer we had. Fucking Trevor. Oh, oh yeah. I remember that Trevor. That particular Trevor who killed our 3D printer. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in the sake of not wanting comments to say uh, it was good, but we never got to the point. Um, for materials, um, I guess some of the, the low technical skills, things like uh, marking out. Yeah. Um, Accurate marking out, yeah. Yeah, using adhesives, so like uh, wood glue or or hot glue, cutting accurate lines, so whether you're using um, hand tools or or small power tools to to cut wood or plastic, safety planning, replication, and I guess that replication is where... Yeah, just copying what you did, yeah. Yeah, where that whole teacher guidance comes into it. And that's not necessarily just, it's not, we're not saying um, demonstrating something to students like how to do the skill. It's more, you've, you've demonstrated to the class and then you're actually then demonstrating again, one-on-one step-by-step and then yeah. also giving them guidance on how they're there to do it as well. Yeah. For a bigger student, like chunking it up for them and having them, having them just complete what you've done could be a great success for them. They, they might take a lot from that. Using fasteners for joints, the old nails and screws. Favorite of mine, the old screwing, screw and glue. Yeah, an, accept, an acceptable use of nails when you just need something to be stuck to something else. Why are you using a six-inch nail to join those two bits of plywood? <laughs> uh, because that's all that was in the fucking toolbox. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Or walks away and orders nails. Uh, yeah, uh, we we used to use nails all the time in England when I was teaching there, and um, because it was just a, it was really hard for first year, whatever they were, eleven year olds, like grade sixes, to to use a hammer and a nail, and that was the that was the big outcome. Like, can you hammer a little tack in to a piece of wood without bending it three or four times in a row? And and that that took a while. That probably took longer than it should, but it took a while, and that was their dexterity. That was upping their 
there was there was a long term plan in that that they will be able to do more dexterous things in two years time, um, if they can hammer this nail. Yeah, and I and that's where it comes into a bit about your I was saying um, about your situation, like your your school environment. I was saying to some um, teachers new to to design the other day that you need to think about your own environment, your own setting to help determine what, what is your high, medium and low skills. And it's about your, your context. So if you've only got cardboard as your only form of material for your program, then obviously um, you can only use certain, certain skills. So you need to then start to think, okay, well, this is what we've got. So based on the skills that we can do, what are the highest skills we've got? And, and what are the low and they might they they might then be different but it's it, you you've got to start somewhere yeah i think yeah if, if you're in the situation where you've only got glue guns and and that's it well then you're just creating really really high quality models using simple materials and that's your high level skill it's sort of the accuracy rather than the complexity of skills you're looking at how how well can you do this simple thing rather than how risky or complex or, or adventurous can you get yes yeah for sure um that was well said i was sort of bloody tripping over my words trying to explain that that wouldn't be like so, you i know i know yeah. um so some medium skills for materials yeah keeping with the materials tack uh so we had sort of using those same hand tools but using them more accurately so like you're not just successfully cutting through a piece of wood you're 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 cutting through it with with some skill efficiency and and in a straight line the first time uh yep you might be moving on to using heat to form plastics so maybe like things like using a line bender maybe like a heat gun you might be vacuum former vacuum former yeah if you if you've got one of those in the school because that's quite a you don't necessarily need to make the mold but you can you can use the machine which is automated to make something for you, which is quite good. Uh, yep. Like that with carving out pieces of foam using a hot wire cutter. And then you've got your basic hand tools again, more accurate use of the drill. Maybe you're finishing materials using a sander. And that's occurred to you to that next level of like, oh, I've made something. Now I can actually finish it off. Uh, I can sand it yeah. and make it look better. Yeah. Um, cutting yep. things like curves, like maybe using a coping saw or a scroll saw for a bit of assistance there. In, in things like sheet metal, sheet plastic, sheet wood, like plywood and stuff like that. And then yep. thinking about a real sort of higher, like next step, not necessarily high level, but the next step in thinking and design is like, how are these things going together? And maybe I don't permanently fix them together. Maybe I, maybe I make it so that these can be taken apart. So I'm talking about non-permanent joints. Maybe I'm talking about folding things, nuts and bolts. Maybe like instead of screwing things, I might be talking about uh, maybe pin joints or I might be bolting them together so that they can be taken apart again. And then I might be thinking about maybe mechanisms where I have a system of parts. So one thing leads to another thing. And I've got that. Uh, well, I was talking about it with a load of grade sevens uh, before our holiday. And they were, I was saying like, here's how you get to this level. You need to have one thing with a degree of separation from the other thing that moves in this system. That's the, that's the expectation. So that idea of, yeah. And then moving into things like textiles, you've got like sewing, you might not necessarily be yeah. 
have access to a sewing machine, but or or any sort of crocheting equipment, but you can you can join two pieces of material where it doesn't require you to use fabric glue. So yeah, and that's where like I think you know even even when we think of the most basic sewing, that's where it sort of still comes in at that medium level. Yeah, that's always a nice one actually, especially well for me anyway. That's one thing where I can really help and relate to the students because I can't sew a button to save my life. Um, but I learn, I've learned how to do the basics over the last few years. And the fact that I can admit to them, go, I don't have a fucking clue how to sew my own buttons on my shirt. I have to get somebody else to do it for mm. me. They're like, oh, this person who can cut an accurate joint out of wood can't do this other thing. So that means, hey, it's okay if I can't do this thing straight away. I might have to learn it. And you numpty learn how yeah. to sew a button. Yeah. And that's where then, and then when you, you take it a step up from there and you start, you know, you're, you're creating uh, clothing. So you get stepping into sort of basic tailoring, that's when you're then demonstrating those high skills where you're putting in hems and all the other technical words that I don't know what they are at the moment. Um, and then some of the other high skills, um, electronics assembly so when you're you're soldering or, or doing some wiring for for circuits and that type of stuff obviously once again the how much you're doing this from scratch can also contribute to to the level of skill it is if you're getting something that's sort of almost already done and you've just got to you know wire it up at the end it, it's not necessarily yeah. as high yeah like i don't know if you're familiar with those uh, little bits kits which are like simple electronics kits, like putting some of those together where it's like plug and play, you get the same result. Yeah. But if a student goes along and breadboards up a circuit and solders it all together and like that's same result, higher level skill for me straight away. Yeah, you've got, as you say, carving. Um, then you've got decorative metalworking, like casting, enameling, brazing, mm-hmm. uh, decorative woodwork, yep. stuff like that. Uh, car- well, we said carving, but uh, sort of lathe work, wood lathes. We talked about safety on the lathe last week, didn't we? And lack thereof. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I suppose there's there's a good one here you've written down, uh, wood joints, but not necessarily using the wood joints just to join the piece of wood. Maybe thinking about the forces that are involved, maybe choosing an appropriate yep. joint and, and skillfully executing that, or maybe making a joint that looks nice. You got that aesthetic element too. Yeah, and that's in, and that's important because kids, um, you know, they they find out they they may have done a really nice joint. It may you know slot together beautifully, um, but if it's the wrong joint, it it comes apart pretty easy when you know someone sits yeah. on it or or stands on it. And and then the other one like rapid prototyping, where students are you know creating it from scratch they're not just it's not jumping on a thingy verse and, and getting something to print out or yeah exactly or even um i i would say like using 3d printed parts that they make from tinkercad or, or something like that that's that can border on medium to high level skill depending on the complexity of the part but if they're making that part fit with a second part that they've printed as well or making a, a 3d yeah. printed part fit with something existing that they've made in some other way i think that's really high level because you're talking about yeah, like you're talking about university level engineering there with different tolerances and fits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and all those words. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. What he said. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously, all those skills—they're all the complexity of the skill. 
So then you'd also be thinking about, okay, well, the when they're doing those skills, how much teacher guidance has there been? And then that can allow you then to, to make that judgment, you know, like a minimum technical skill. Skills are demonstrated and the student requires a great deal of assistance after they have received initial instruction on how to use the tools. Now, obviously that description there, that's taken from the, the design guide. Mm-hmm. in the uh, criteria C notes at the end where it gives you this little um, explanation, I guess, of the minimal satisfactory, competent and excellent skills, just to give you an idea as to, okay, so when, when IB came up with, with this strand about technical skills, this is the type of thing they were thinking when they said demonstrate high level of technical skill. You reckon this is the last thing they thought about when they went to the pub and they wrote the whole guide and they went, Oh, we haven't actually told them what to do. I'll just stick it at the end. Yeah, we'll just put it in the notes. Yeah, an, an appendix. A very yeah. much an appendix. And it's called a note because the guy who was in charge of this part actually was was thinking about it. He typed it up on his phone. He's like, oh, fuck, I've left that on my phone. Shit, we'll just add that in. We've formatted it all nicely to pages. We wouldn't want to, to a certain number of pages, we wouldn't want to go over and you put it on Microsoft Word and you put in one thing afterwards and the whole thing falls apart. Sorry. All right. So we, we have a couple more categories. Um, they're, they're far more sparsely populated on this document we've created, but nonetheless worthwhile mentioning. <laughs> we've got the, the take the piss food skills there where a low skill would be a sandwich. Hey, hey, hey. I, I had a student try and make a sandwich in grade eight, genuinely grade seven, actually tried to make a sandwich and said that was that was skills i was like you're you're literally this is the lego of food design you're putting parts together <laughs> so i would say um like to to put the the three levels into one sort of category for people to make a judgment um a low skill you're just using bought pasta cooking it a medium skill you may be making the pasta then demonstrating that you've made it, but then still just cooking bought pasta to actually, actually use in your dish. And then a high skill is where you're making the pasta and then actually using that pasta in your dish. And it's, it's, you know, it's edible making bread, um, mayonnaise. That's another one. Basically a lot of things in food. If you think of those, you know, things that you're, you're um, using that are pre-made, making those from scratch then help you get those skills up into that, that medium to high level. Yeah, I agree. The, even like if you talk, even if you're going back to bread, uh, if you talk, if you talk about different types of bread, you can actually outside of skills, the whole of criteria C can be influenced by that decision to make, say, let's say they choose a, a soda bread being very patriotic. I chose soda bread. That's a very simple bread. It can be knocked up in about an hour. And um, one class done and dusted. But if they choose to do a sourdough from scratch, you're talking about, well, that's weeks of, of planning and feeding a starter. And then you've got C1, you've got all these different things and changes that need to be made based on temperature and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that's straight away high level skills there. Whether, whether they actually complete the 14 loaves of sourdough that they wanted to, they've still demonstrated high level <laughs> skills through their planning and preparation. Yeah. And I guess an, an, another in food, um, level of skill is if you've got multiple components for a dish um, or you know you're you're creating more of a meal um, 
ensuring that although they all come together at the same time at the end where that's showing that that high level of of, of skill of you know organization and knowing when to do what you know if you're creating a three-course meal not a three-course meal sorry a um a, a meal that's you know got three components you've got your steak chips and and vegetables but you go through and you're cooking your steak first and then you cook yeah. that and then you cook your vegetables and then you cook your chips um it's quite simple but it sort of combine doing all that at the same time so it all come you know knowing okay this takes this long this takes this long this takes this long knowing when to start that's like almost like uh functions as intended you know everything needs to be hot and edible and nice at the time of preparation or at the time of readiness or whatever so that's sort of judging a success criteria isn't it yeah needs needs to be yeah. good yeah so food food actually we did surprisingly well there well done I suppose yeah. we've all been in quarantine doing nothing but cooking for the last year. That's right. I, I That's haven't. Right. No. We can move on to digital. Let's jump into computer. Yeah. So digital yeah. design. There's a lot of there's a lot in this. Like, I suppose one of the starting at the bottom, like you've got creating documents, the old IT skills, word processing, these kind of things that might seem like oh that's basic, like computer literacy, but it does sort of fit into design skills because. I'm sure you could be in your uh, staff meeting, maybe listening to this on a cheeky AirPod in your, in your, under your hat or hidden in your hair, and you're looking up at a PowerPoint <laughs> or a keynote document or whatever that is just unappealing, badly designed, and looks terrible. So that basic sort of creating a document that's appealing and looks nice and works is that low but yeah. essential well, level of skill, isn't it? Yeah, and like you just said about function as intended. Yeah, like black black text on a red background or something like that stands out looks awful yeah still or blue and green yeah so some of your i guess some of the um you know the low skills a lot of those you know really good mac programs that we love using because of their simplicity and the ability just to drop and drag type thing but when you're using those that is a it's quite a low skill really yeah it's yeah if you can use the basic sort of if you're making a poster and you're using things like pages or word or google docs that's sort of low level because they're they're sort of engineered to be easy to use and that sort of stuff and you're using templates uh drag and drop as you say we're talking about code you've got the very very basic entry level of block programming where where you have sort of have pre-made sub subroutines and pre-made sub programs that will will do stuff regardless of, of you actually knowing what they do. And they will have like pre-entered variables and things like that. That's the, the basics of programming there. Um, they're basically, you're creating a flowchart. You're, you're not actually yes. getting into the, the nuts and bolts of the program. But they're very useful yep. for younger students that need, they need to see something happening in programming, for example. You can't just say to them, here, go learn Python for three years. And then by the time you get to grade nine, you'll know what to do without actually seeing anything move on the on the floor or on the computer screen in front of them. Yeah. Mm. So again, displaying my complete lack of understanding of code. Sometimes just being able to write, a, you know, it might just be a, a line or two of code where you're sort of demonstrating, okay, I, I can demonstrate I can do this. 
but I'm going to have to copy some because I don't have the time to be able to create it. So that's where sort of, okay, well, it's a bit of a medium skill. You're sort of showing that you can do it, but if you were able to do it at a higher level, you'd be, you maybe you can do it quicker so you can get more done in the time needed. So, and that's a bit about the, the guidance too, right? So it's not necessarily guidance offered from the teacher in that case, it's, guidance offered from whoever wrote the code in the first place yeah so if you're the teacher and it's it's halfway through this creation stage and you've then supplied some students with or here's some pre-made resources or here's a link to resources that that will help you to overcome some of the difficulties you've been having and they copy and paste from that they then sort of they can't really go through the full level of researching and figuring it out and trial and error, but they still get the same result as the person who's done the high level of coding from scratch. No pun intended with scratch. Yeah. Pun very much intended. Yeah. And, and using some of the other programs. So, you know, maybe rather than using um, just using iMovie, uh, you're moving up to say um, Final Cut and some of the, the, um, the higher the higher features that are available there than they are in, in iMovie. Yeah, I think video video and audio editing are the kind of the forgotten forgotten children of, of digital design. They're, they're very much um, used by other subjects more so than design, but they're still they're still valid. They're still like you get a lot of video designers out there making a lot more money than we are. So I think it's a I think it's something we should probably explore more. If you look at it, say with video, say stop motion, for example, I guess low, you're, you've got the tripod or, or whatever, but it's just the same camera angle the whole way through. It might be a smooth, smooth animation, but it's just the same camera angle. Um, it's higher level where you're starting to think about different camera angles. So it might be more medium because um, you're, you're then you're showing it from different perspectives. You're integrating it well. And then a high level might be when you then have like the, the rolling camera. So a lot of these skills, you can think about them in terms of like a little family between the, the high, medium and low. So if you're thinking, okay, well, this is a skill that we use uh, for this particular project. How can I make that more complex? How can I make it easier? And then that starts to give you your, your, your bit of a, a range there and you can start to begin to map out what you consider as high, medium and low. Yeah, I think that that's a good point, actually, because you, you can you can actually go between those three levels, even within the same the same skill set. Like I, I just I quickly Googled there. Uh, I remember showing students uh, there's an Oscar award. I don't know, was it a winner or nominee for best short film back years ago uh, by a studio called Pez, P-E-S. And they had a, a stop motion of, of guys making guacamole from everyday objects or whatever it was. It was, it was really good, but they, they showed yeah. sort of that. So yeah. that very basic stop motion idea could be like Cannes Film Festival, Oscar nominated, high level quality stuff just from a very simple process, but taken to the extreme. Like a different differentiation of skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can make, bringing it back to materials again, you can have a very basic joint, like a, a lap joint, but if it's executed perfectly, that can be a very high level skill. If it's if it's millimeter perfect, it can be. And if you've done it again and again consistently, that can definitely be a high level. 
Always back to yeah. the woodworking. Always back to the woodwork. Uh, another one for digital, I I just <laughs> remembered to look at here was uh, uh, app smashing. So that was sort of, that's sort of a tech integrators uh, term I learned many moons ago. Um, yep. So like combining different apps. So you're not just using that one app. So to get to that medium, maybe even high level, you're you're combining the outputs of two different applications into this combined effort, um, where each one might be individually wouldn't be as flashy, but together they create something really cool. All oh, right. So the, the sum of the whole is worth more than its parts. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Like a cracking word document embedded into a PowerPoint. No, no. <laughs> oh God. That sounds like my last staff meeting. Uh, but yeah, then you talk about the, the real high level stuff. And this is where we start to get a bit lost. I feel like this is computer science based stuff. Yeah, you're talking yeah. like code from scratch. Uh, you're 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 knee deep in the matrix. Uh, it's like that scene from Swordfish, um, where he's like got about four keyboards on the go, it, <laughs> and yeah, he looks like one of those '80s synth uh, keyboard players from a bad rock band. You know, he's got keyboards everywhere, up and top. Yes, and you can't, can't see it, but I'm making the motions of of somebody. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a prog rock band name. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then like going out and combining maybe filmmaking skills as well as your editing skills and then combining them with sound design, combining them with editing and, and the different things like that. Sort of building on that app smashing idea, but in more, what am I trying to say? A more basic, more hands-on approach. So I guess like that's, that's some ideas on sort of what, skills to be thinking about and obviously there's going to be a heap heap more skills out there that people are using but it's just it's sort of taking the time just to write them down and and and, you know map them out so you can see where they all fit and and do you have that level like a at the three levels where they're expanding on that skill so it may be that you know they are only sort of showing lower skills when they first start in a, in a design program but they're building it up right ultimately we want the students to sort of be hitting that seven eight band mm. at by the end of the by the end of myp when they when they're going into to dp so just thinking about those skills but taking the time to to discuss it as a group and and really you know put it on a on a document that you can all share and and it's also important, I think, to when you're doing that, so you, you, you're listing the skills, but to have examples, examples that relate to your school, what you can offer the kids there. So that then, you know, whether it's new teachers coming in or whatever, and, or just for kids to have a look at as well so they can start to see, okay, when I'm designing, you know, coming up with some designs of, of – my solution i can see what type of um skills would allow me to be able to hit a high yeah if you if you show them like oh if you google let's say uh architectural models on google images you get these professional grade architectural models and you say right guys that's what we're trying to accomplish here in this six-week creation stage or whatever you're doing but then they go there's no fucking hope i'm going to be able to do that with my bits of cardboard from my shoebox so instead you go well this is what students did last year and they got sevens and eights 
So this is what we'd like to actually surpass because we're trying to build year on year and get that growth mindset going. Um, rather than just saying like, oh, here's here's what the professionals do. Let's try and aim for that. Imagine being a soccer coach that says, all right, you watched the Champions League final last night. Um, we want to play like that today in class. It'd be a bit silly, I reckon. Well, it depends. Are you watching the Champions League final or are you watching the final of the new breakaway? Oh, let's not get political today. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and to be fair, it's soccer. It's soccer. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. The make sure that you you have a you know examples of what what you your department consider high, medium, low skills for the particular discipline, and then when you're talking about it with the students, make sure you're using those um, I guess examples of of the level of um, teacher guidance as well so that they can start to to marry it up that even though it's a high skill i had to get some assistance and and receive initial instructions on how to use the tools so it's you're not necessarily showing an excellent skill then it's more it's satisfactory but it's not excellent yeah this that could lead well i could lead this down way down a rabbit hole into the idea of of say what's too much teacher guidance in terms of like if you give them a template or if you give them a, a let's say back to materials again aren't i if you give them a a dovetail template to use to mark out dovetails and then successfully execute that joint that doesn't necessarily mean they can do it it just means they can copy it so when is too much guidance not enough like you talk about worksheets and you talk about um flowchart templates you talk about these kind of things or or idea sheet templates um, that's a whole different yeah. discussion but it's sort of along the same lines i don't know and that's a bit like um you know a couple of weeks ago on stop drop roll up your sleeves where we're talking about inquiry versus safety and and when you jump in it, it can be a little bit you know here as well like how much do you just let them go so that they are able to have that opportunity to demonstrate it yeah i think that's that's pretty good. At the end of the day, like we've, this has been the, the least satisfying um, podcast if you came here for answers because we've just told you uh, it depends on where you are. It uh, depends on who you work with and it depends on what those people think. And you're going to have a massive argument about it, but it's going to be a really useful argument. And let's just say, if you uh, just take our list of what we said for skills, then you're, you know, showing minimal creativity skills in coming up with your own mapping. But if you're thinking, okay, cool. I can see what the what the idiots are trying to talk about here. I'm actually, I've I've kind of come up with a list of skills that they actually haven't mentioned. Then you know you're coming up with some excellent creativity skills. You haven't even done good research skills because you haven't got a second source. You've just gone to the one source, a secondary source at that. Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. Sort your life out. Come on. Um. Um. Any any news? Any news from the bird? The blue bird? Uh, we've we've had a bit of noise on the bluebird, as you like to call it. Uh, the Twitter, the Twitter factory is is now up and running. We've got a a dedicated Twitter for the Learning Factory podcast. If everyone likes, if everyone likes tweeting and Twitter and 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 being part of that that noise, um, we we run a very uh, a nice little community on Twitter as teachers. I think the the edu Twitter community is probably the nicest community on Twitter. There's very little bile and political nonsense. So if you want to get involved yes. in that, follow us at uh, TLF Tweets. 
and you can uh, you can find that at the and in the show notes because I'm going to be super prepared and put that in there and there's going to be a link. Uh, please put in some comments yeah. and some suggestions for future episodes, uh, which is a hilariously no, nice segue into uh, what are we doing next week? Well, next week we have a a special where the deviants are going to deviate from from design, and we've actually found out that some of the rubbish we talk about in in this podcast, there's similar concerns in other subject areas of MYP. So um, next week we've got a a special guest on the on the line from Thailand, and we are going to be talking about some of the i guess misconceptions all sorts of stuff about phe similar to to probably some of the things that we've talked about in in the last eight episodes of the learning factory but yeah a little a little taster we're going to step outside of the learning factory onto the grass outside and and see what's happening out there is this going to be like pe teacher seven days a week or is this gonna be a PE teacher uh like at a parent teacher conference am i gonna to have to put on a suit or am i in shorts huh <laughs> you didn't follow that at all did you it's a PE teacher in thailand he's not even gonna have shoes on oh this is very true too uh yeah all right that's good uh, i'll start stretching now already i've been sitting down for 18 months but i could do with the exercise well next week uh tell your PE teacher friends to listen in uh, they might learn something about um PHE. We can we can have a fight about which is the one true science. Is it sports science or is it design technology? Not that anybody cares because that's diploma level stuff. Right. Well, on that note, we'll see you next week. See you later. Happy days. You have been listening to The Learning Factory. Thank you for your attention. End of recording.